This episode of Disruption Nation is sponsored by good friend of mine, Trish Turner, EXP, Trish Turner Properties. Enjoy. Welcome back to Disruption Nation. I'm your host, Taylor Waithoffer. Um, this is a, a show podcast and platform where we have people on that are disrupting their space in a positive way. I got Samantha with me today, and um, she is in you know the Pearland area, uh, real estate team of 28 services, greater Houston area, 130 million in uh, 2021, um, with you know between 400 and 450 units. So huge, you know, big big numbers. Has been on the cover of Houston Real Producers publication. And um, welcome to the show. She's been a masterclass Houston panelist. You know, we're all at 110 million for the year, 260 units already this this year. So just big stuff. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate, you know, uh, what y'all do, your leadership in the industry. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited for the conversation. So what um, what's 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 new in your world, personal and or business? <laughs> well, first, uh, definitely thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here today. And how we're doing so much right now you know as you're coming towards the end of the year we're doing a big push to see what we can do to finish out the year but we're also doing everything that we can now to gear up for next year you know what all of our activities are doing today affects us 90 days from now so we're doing our business planning getting all of our numbers zoned in our marketing um, methods ready for 2023 and just trying to have fun and get ready for the holidays that are right around the corner yeah I know, so close. I uh, I love it. It was at the gallery earlier. I was like, man, it's going to be after Halloween. It's going to, it's everywhere. It comes out so early. So, well, um, all right. So some of the nuggets and stuff we're, you know, kind of chatting a second ago that, you know, you're going to get to hear us kind of dissect and go into a little bit, Um, you know, being average versus exceptional business plan, you know, it's a good time. I mean, it's always a good time to revisit business plan, not just, you know, the first of the year, but, but getting into it towards, you know, the latter part of the year for next year. I love doing it. It's uh, it's huge. And then, uh, and then, you know, uh, post COVID tips, tricks, you know, on, on getting back to maybe some of the, you know, more conventional, like, picture life prior to COVID, you know, and then, and then, and then, and then, okay, now we've adjusted, but then, all right, well, what can we actually get back to now that, you know, because the world's come back full circle from uh, where we were 24 short months ago and, um, and a bunch of other cool stuff. So, you know, let's start with, um, I guess, you know, average versus exceptional, you know, you had mentioned, you know, you're, uh, talk about your coaching, you know, program, because, um, I know that people fly all over to take y'all's, you know, millionaire, um, seven figure, excuse me, boot camp. What, what's it called? Yeah. So it's seven figure ride along. Um, Christy and I, we are coaching clients with workman success systems. Both of us are also master coaches with the workman program as well. And we've been a part of their program for 10 going on 11 years now. And really it's been huge a change in our company you know it's the way that we think different and how we've grown from just being your standard real estate agent to growing truly a real estate business that later on we could sell or has value and all of these fun things that we're doing we host a conference typically twice a year actually in 2023 this will be our first year to do it three times a year where people fly in from all over the united states 
And they just spend two full days with us, actually two and a half days called Seven Figure Ride Along. And we open our doors, literally our business doors and show people everything we do, what we've done with our coaching company to just get work to where we are. You know, the first year when I started working with Christy 15 years ago, we were doing 13 million in sale volume, uh, just the two of us struggling to hit 250,000 in commissions as a whole, you know, gross number. And here we are today, you know, making three, uh, we almost did 4 million last year in commission income, 138 million sale volume. So, uh, but we want to share, we want to give back to others. We always say there's no secrets in this business. It's just how people are doing things different. It's like right now, our, our whole theme this week from our coach is uh, exceptional people versus the average and the activities and how you think different. And that's really all it is, is diving into all that. I know it's, um, so it's workman success coaching, right? Yeah, Workman Success Systems. Our workman is the owner of the company, and there's about 90 coaches now uh, all over the United States. We've even branched out to a couple of other countries, and it's just a fun, big family to be a part of. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love that. I think that um, a lot of people, honestly, most of the you know, more successful people have coaches, and if, if they don't, they're looking for a good one. So if, um, if you're you know in the real estate realm and, and you're looking for somebody to have a conversation with that would be a good go-to and there's a good nugget right there All right. absolutely give us a call we always say you know in baseball I mean look at the Astros right now you know we're in the the playoffs and they have a coach you know everybody and and sports and those different fields have a coach so why wouldn't you have a coach in real estate yeah it's um I want to coach. I got I got mentor let's talk about this for two seconds all right mentors and coaches Okay, I want to ask you what what you think the difference is. I mean, like I get you know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my two cents, and then I want to hear yours. Because like like mentor is not there's no weekly setup. You know, it's not it's there's it's not it's not regimented, right? So, but but they're they're there to support. They kind of like advise, you know, um, from afar. And and man, I mean, they're they're honestly some of the more powerful, influential people in my life, right? But what's the difference between that and coach? Like, I, cause I'm always kind of like, I don't know, you know, uh, other than I'm not, you know, it's not like every Tuesday at 12 o'clock, you know, we're having an hour long, like, did you do type of conversation? But what, what's your two cents? Cause I mean, you guys have been very consistent with coaching. I've, I've gone in and out, had four or five over the last 10 years, but mm -hmm. currently, so. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I would love to like, think about that more myself, but I think both are important. We have mentors within our team are, newer agents we pair them up with a mentor seasoned agent on the team I also have mentors in my life that I look up to and talk the difference is the coach it is it's more structured it's more regimented somebody you're talking to on a very structured basis you know every two weeks we know this day this time we're going to have a call with the coach we have a login where we have to do's we have activities expectations are set for us that we do and I think it's a huge difference. A mentor is there, you know, mentor is more motivational, I think. And coaching is more structure and that specific accountability piece. So I would say you definitely need both. That makes sense. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. You get, you know, the coach, it's like, you got to get it figured out. And maybe the mentor helps you figure out exactly how to do it. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. And I think you tend to get with mentors, more on a casual basis a lot, a lot of times anyways you know they're ones that I'm going to call up and ask their opinions and thoughts and talk it through prior to meeting with the coach and the coach is going to kind of 
perfect the things that we're talking about. I gotcha. Um, what about, um, I don't know. I mean, how, what's your team look like right now? You know, you get 20 people. That's a lot of people, you know, I know you and Christy are the front runners, right. But what's, um, I don't know how many admin buyers, sellers, I mean, what part of Houston are you guys covering? I know the hubs in Pearland, you know, but. Yeah. So our hub is in Pearland, but we actually do the majority of our business north of here now. Uh, we're in the process of launching a Conroe branch and getting that going. We have a lot of business out there. Yeah, and that, that's going to be a lot of fun. And right now we are about 28 total, but that includes everyone, our support staff, our office runner, social media, our accounting and bookkeeping departments. We have 14 active agents on the team that are all actively producing. We've got a commercial department that has three people in that division. We... You know, we have two listing partners that they handle the majority of our listings. They have a support staff division that helps them and then our buyer agents and then their support staff division also. So we're kind of at this unique position right now where we're growing departments within the team. And like you said, Christine, are kind of the front end and we have our buyer agents, our listing agents. We've got our management division that we're growing We, oddly enough, all that may sound like a lot of people, I need 10 more like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Right. Respect. I know. Yeah. That makes me a little bit nervous, but it's needed. All right. Two things. Okay. <laughs> we'll try to maybe help you recruit a little here. What do you need? How can people get a hold of you <laughs> if they're interested? So right now we need a little bit of everything. We need a social media person. That is a huge top of our list. We are looking for agents that are bilingual that speak uh, multiple languages so that we can help more clients and we need agents you know agents that want to come in they are not afraid to get in here learn our systems work hard for our clients and I think we have a lot of fun so if anyone is interested you can reach out to me at my email uh, which is samantha at christybuckteam.com or you can also email Christy directly, which is Christy at ChristyWetteam.com. Uh, you could Facebook message us. Those would probably be the best two places to start, and then we'll get you to the right person. What's the page, the business page? It what is ChristyBuckTeam.com is our website, but on Facebook and Instagram is ChristyBuckTeam. There's not many more people in the fourth largest city in the country that already this year are you know, north of 110 million, just saying. So. Right. <laughs> Come see us. Give us a call. There you go. All right. Um, business plan. Let's go there. Um, how do y'all, uh, I mean, wherever you want to take it, you know, whether it's the vision for the team, just um, how you put it together. I, I, I know how far, I know you guys do plan because I've been to your seven figure boot camp. So, um, but please, you know. Yeah. So business planning is huge for us, right? You have to, have that vision and organization to know where you're going. And it really started with our coach and guiding us on how to prepare. Like we knew we wanted to make X amount, right? We knew we wanted to hit a million early on, but we didn't know how to get there and the activities involved. We just knew we were working a lot and we didn't feel like we could work anymore, but we wanted to make more. So it was an interesting concept. And so we typically launch this around September, October every year with our entire team, admin and agents. But we focus on the business wins 
all year long. So if you're like, I can't start it in September, I can't start in October, you can start in February. Like it doesn't matter when you start it, just that yeah. you do it. And what we do is we sit there and for example, let me talk about one of our buyer agents. You know, they are on the team and they say, I want to make 150,000 this year. And I'm like, okay, great, but how? You know, first off, why? What is your why? What's driving you personally, professionally to be in the business? Let's understand that. Let's understand your core values, uh, your mission statement. And then we're going to talk about the income side. I want to make 150000 So we're going to break that down in our business plan, you know, according to numbers in real estate with your average sale price. We're going to say, okay, that equates to, let's just say 30 closings. All right, 30 closings in a year. And I know a lot of agents are probably like 30 is a lot for a buyer agent because the average agent out there typically does five to seven transactions a year. And, you know, our expectations are 24 a year on our team. So that's mind blowing to people, but it's so doable. And so we sit there and we say, okay, 30 transactions. We have your 150,000. Now, what do the activities need to look like? Like we said, to be exceptional versus average, we don't want to aim for average, right? We want to aim for exceptional. So what do those activities need to look like on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis to hit that 30? And they're gonna, we're going to do what's called map out your four pillars of income. It's where you're going to get your business to hit those numbers. And somebody's going to say, well, when we're social media. And be like, okay, great, but how? Well, I'm going to post them on Facebook. You know, and it just starts making them think different. Like you need to break it down. Okay, what are you going to post on Facebook? Like you're just going to post what you're eating for lunch every day. Um, you know, that's great. <laughs> However, right, it's not going to get you your closings. So it's being intentional. It's becoming a, a resource to your sphere, your clients, getting the word out there. You know, we don't we don't want to be salesy, but we're in the sales industry. So it's thinking like a salesperson, but breaking it down to connect with your clients. And then you have this really good, clear vision with your team of, I want to make 150,000. I want to close 30 transactions. My four pillars are, I'm going to do open houses and I'm going to do X amount of open houses a month. Here's my follow-up plan. I'm going to post on social media. I'm going to post two resource videos a week on Facebook about the market, the interest rates, what's going on in the community. Like, it's breaking it down so specific that the plan thinks for the person. Uh, and we do that with the entire team. After we get done with our business plans, we sit as a whole and we take everyone's numbers combined. And that's what creates the company goal. Our company goal for 2023 is about 800 transactions, which is a big number, right? But it, it really, yeah, but now we have vision. We know what to work for and we know what that looks like and how many right. listings we need. And, buy side and early on during the day, we didn't know what any of that looked like or how to to track it so I think business planning is huge personally professionally uh, I mean that's that's with everything so I would say start it you can google a simple business plan to run with uh, our coaching company provides one for us and that's the one that we use but you know if you don't have a coach to start with google I know it's I've gotten better at that, by the way, you know, like in the last two years when I, I'm curious about something, instead of just wondering, man, it'd be cool to know about that. Like I, I'll, I'll watch a few YouTube videos and then that will rabbit hole. And then I feel very comfortable, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it's right there. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's fun, but I, I think that, um, I mean, I don't know, study, studying is huge. Like how often, how often do you read or, you know, study? I mean, cause with all the 
the planning and the, the prep that you do. Um, I don't know if you're a big reader or not, but are you? Am I what? I'm sorry. Reader. Are you a big reader? I am a big reader. I'm a huge researcher. Uh, I yeah. am one of those people. I just want to know things just for the sake of knowing it. So I'm always researching. I'm reading. You'll see my stack of books behind me. I have an equally similar size at home next on my nightstand. Uh, as a team, we read books weekly, monthly together. Right. Yeah, that's huge, right? And it's the research and having the plan. Like I don't function without a plan. Yeah, I hear you. You <laughs> a second ago mentioned that when you sit down, those are crucial conversations, helping somebody else come up with their, you know, their plan. And you and you said that you asked them what what's driving you, right? What's the driving force? Phenomenal question, you know, because. Um, I just, I, I, it's not necessarily the easiest question to answer because it's like, okay, family and kids, all right, respect, like, you know, I get it, but everybody's a parent, but other than, and then maybe that's it and that's okay, but I'm, I'm just, I'm curious, this is why I ask, what is the number one thing that you hear? Because I'm sure you've had that conversation quite a bit. So when people say, when you ask, what's, what's, what's driving you? What is it for? You know, what's interesting people? is initially everybody, typically the majority of people say they're kids, their kids are their why, right? And their family. Yeah. However, when you dive further, yes, our kids are a why and we want to do really well and provide this better life for them. However, think about the ones that don't have children yet or prior to kids. Like you still had something driving you. I think it's like when you go back to the average versus exceptional is so many of us desire and want to be exceptional, right? And we want to make a difference out there. And so I think it's finding a deeper why to them of what drives them and why it's so important is because there's going to be times you're not motivated. There's going to be times you don't want to get up and get in and make the calls you committed to. But if you can constantly go back to your why or your personal goals and be reminded of that, that's going to help keep pushing them and be disciplined. So I would encourage anybody that's doing that, dive a little deeper into their why and talk about it monthly. First Wednesday of every month, we pull out those plans. We're talking about it. We're going back over it and reminding it. And like I said, sometimes your why changes. If you don't have kids at first and you have a different why and then later on you have kids in life and now you say that that's your new why, it can change, but your initial is still that initial. Yeah, I mean, so, so much power and a lot of what you just said, you know, revisiting once a month, that's so easy to do and so easy not to do. Yep. But there's so much power in that. Um, like I write my goals down every night, every morning, and I'm doing this. I mean, how I started, I think, in, I think 14. So what is that? Six years, seven. It's been a long time, and uh, and it, it's funny because you know ups and downs, good days, bad days. Like I'm I'm positive person. I'm on a positive day every day. Like yesterday was was not the best day, but you know when I, when I write the goals down, it, man, it, it works because like that I'm happy about. Maybe like X, Y, and Z happened. You know, maybe not the best of the days, but then when I'm like. It's hard to not let your why or your goal or your target, you, you just get inspired. You can't help it. It's like, you know, you're not even like trying to talk yourself out of like a negative spot. It just kind of will help. It's like a subconscious deal, but I don't know. So I think there's a lot of power in that, you know, kind of coming back to it weekly, monthly or whatever. Yeah. Another big thing that we do is when we talk about our goals and that business plan is we drive it with personal first. And we tell them to write it down every day. One of our agents, Mona, I always go back to her. It's one of my favorites. If you've ever met Mona, she's like five foot, barely. Tiny little thing. But one of her goals several years ago was to buy her orange, bright orange Harley. Uh, she rode a Harley. Great. 
Yeah, it's right. And if you've ever met Mona, you would just think it's so funny picturing her on this big Harley. But every single day on her daily sheet, she wrote, I want to buy my Harley. And she knew how much it cost. And we broke it down what she needed to do to make it happen. And within a year, she actually hit that goal. And it's Shout just, out, Mona. yeah, I know. And it was just so fun seeing her sitting on her bright orange Harley. Uh, so I think that's also a big motivator for people. And when you talk about it monthly and you say, hey, your goal was to get a pulpit in your backyard. And you said you were going to save X amount a month. How much have you put back this month? And they either hit it, exceeded, or they haven't. And you can guide them through it. That if you haven't hit the goal, let's refocus. Let's recommit to putting that money back and just helping them hit the goals that they committed for themselves. I love it. I love it. Um, shout out to Mona. I'm inspired. <laughs> right? Isn't it awesome? I'll have to find a picture and share it with you one day of her. She'll love that. You definitely should. So it was, how does she, how does she, five foot? Is she tall enough? I mean, that's a heavy bike. It is a heavy bike. She manages somehow. She does it. Doesn't phase her. All right. Well, kudos. All right. Let's go to um, let's go to events. Something that are uh, near and dear to my heart and a large part of you know my organization. Um, I mean, I think we were talking a second ago. You were talking about some of the stuff that you're doing. And I think I said this in the intro, but just you know, pre-COVID, you know, now we're kind of almost back to where you can do a lot more in-person events. So, what's what are what are y'all doing? Yeah, you know, it's interesting during, you know, as the years go by, we all want to be technology driven, right? And you see geographic farming was popular for several years and open houses, and then it switched and everybody wanted internet leads. And that's all they wanted to push were these large lead sources online. And now you're seeing a huge social media push. And then COVID came along and kind of shut everyone down. But I think now, interestingly enough, everyone wants that I, old school, I say old school, way of doing business again. They want the events. They want to be face-to-face -face with each other. And, you know, going back to the geographic farming, going back to the, the events, you know, pictures with Santa, handing out pies at Thanksgiving, going in the spring, doing Easter events with your clients or spring events if you don't want it holiday specific. And that's a huge push. You know, it's building relationships out there. And I think that's really where we're going back to. So that's a huge focus for us is mapping out the entire year, what all events we want to do. And they don't all have to be large events. You know, a lot of people think there's no way I can have a big client appreciation event financially. I can't, or my team isn't that large yet. We didn't start out that big. You know, we started smaller. We do what's called top 50 events where it's, it's, people that are closest to that we want referrals within our business and it may be three or five people and we go have a happy hour and each person would buy them two drinks you know it's starting small like that and then you invite businesses locally in and get to know people like that's how we met and got to to meet you and it's just getting back to getting in front of people you know COVID really hindered us and but at the same time a lot of people got creative they were doing virtual events and our team, you know, we weren't all around each other. So we did virtual happy hours on, I don't remember Tuesday nights, for example, we'd all hop on, everybody had their drink in their hands and they were just on zoom, but it's a good yeah. way to stay connected. It is. I mean, like, you know, a lot of, you know, what I heard you say from all the different holidays, you know, from Easter to the Halloween to the pies, to the Christmas, to the whatever it's, uh, I mean, it's just 
it's the giving. I mean, it's, it's so important because it does, I mean, it does, it does come back. And I, I think that, I think it can be missed, you know, and it, it's just, if you, if you put the attention on, 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 on the giving, you know, it's, um, I mean, it's going to come back because I mean, what happens when someone gives you a compliment, you know, like, oh, pretty earrings, yeah. you know, they want to, they want to give it right back and be like, man, I love your shoes. So kind of same thing, you know, if you're, you know, any business doesn't have to necessarily just be real estate, right? You know, it doesn't have to be a buyer and a seller, but in, anybody just, how can you, how can you help them, you know, or make, make that connection and they're going to want to, they're going to want to help you back. And, you know, maybe they need what you have. Right. And then, and then there you go. It's a win-win for all parties involved. Right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> all right. So I can only imagine, you know, it's just such a big number. 200, we'll go back to, you know, last year, cause this year's not done yet. Um, 400 to 450 units. It's a lot of problems. Okay. More money, more problems. A lot of houses, a lot of buyers, a lot of sellers, a lot of marriages, a lot of divorces, a lot of emotions, like shit, you know, yep. tell me about some struggles. How do you deal with them? Like some of the, you know, the bigger ones um, or small ones or whatever, wherever you want to take that one. Cause I mean, it's, it's not peaches and cream all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, as our team has grown, as far as team issues go, all issues. And when people are thinking, I'm not their team size, I can't relate. The issues that we had when we were smaller doing 40 transactions a year, 50 are the same issues that we're having now doing 400 transactions a year. It's just a larger scale on the issues. And that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's all very relative and it's just now we've learned to handle the issues differently, right? And how we get through them and as far as the team goes, we have a team that's the majority of women. And a lot of people can think, wow, how do you function with 28 women on the team, right? And we have a handful of guys and they handle us very well, fortunately. But it's intentional, right? It's how we come in every day with the team, talking about our core values, our why, what's motivating each other. And we all talk every day. Somebody will come in and I'll say, okay, what's a client issue that you're having a hard time with right now? And you'll get the ones that, you know, this client is upset about this situation going on or you have a divorce situation, right? And so you have to tread lightly and be very fair to both sides. And so I think we do a really good job of talking about that as a group because what one person's going through, the next person very well may get the next call in the very similar situation. And now we're helping them guide how to get through theirs ahead of time. I love it. There you go. Getting ahead of it. That's, that's, that's good. And I was uh, training somebody on uh, a department in my team in the last few weeks. And it was just a conversation where it's like, look, here's how it's going to go down. It's going to be one of six things all the time. I'll help you if it's something different, but again, it's, it's probably not going to be much more complicated than that. So, you know, here, <laughs> it's a, okay. maybe it's worded a little different, right? Yeah. But maybe the request to the, you know, the, the situation is probably pretty similar um so no it really is for sure and it ends up you know everyone I'm one of those people that I'm not necessarily always super quick because I'm so analytical thinking that I like to think of what the issue is going to be in advance so I know hopefully a rough outline to a solution and so when we're talking about that these newer agents that aren't as comfortable we have a lot of new agents on our team that the, the second they get that call and they're like oh I remember that conversation that Mona had and was talking about, and this is how she got through it, and the script that she used, and the dialogue, and not that it's perfect, it's not, like you said, it's not going to be the same every time, but it's going to help her 
have a yeah. rough guideline of how to get through it, right? Or she's going to hop on the phone and call Mona real quick and be like, hey, please help me through this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got, um, let's see, what else? What, what else in, in, in just, I guess, y'all's organization, you know, that, that you're, you're excited about or passionate about right now? Because uh, it's been fun, you know, watching you guys uh, from afar. Thank you. So two of our big pushes right now, business-wise, is one, like I said, we're launching a Conroe department or division. And yeah. it's not, we're not having a physical location at the moment. We have a couple team members in Christie that have lake houses out there and homes on the water. And it's just such a different environment, right? And we love being out there. And, and we have a lot of clients that are calling. So we're like, why not branch out a little bit further out? So building that up for 2023, going back to the business plans and knowing how much we want to grow. And we truly believe there's enough business out there for everyone, right? So we're going to go out there, learn it. The other is listings, right? In today's market where we're lacking inventory and we're struggling and we're seeing all of these interesting disruptors come in, is our goal is 60 listing appointments a month even in today's market, even when the inventory is at an all-time low and people are like, y'all are crazy. How, like, why would you do that? But it, everything, listings drive our business and our industry. And, you know, we, you get buyers off of listings and buyer calls off listings. So those are our two big focuses. Personally, I get really excited when I find the gaps in the business and where we're not succeeding fully. Whereas I know a lot of people may feel opposite, right? They get anxiety. Me, I get so excited because I'm like, I have something I can work with. Like we lack listings. So let's go build a plan on how to get more listings and, and execute. So those are the two big things we're looking for, Drina. All right, respect. So how many years have you been doing this again? 15. All right, then another 15 years. What, how do I want to ask this? Um, what are the top three? gaps that you said you found you know you look for the gaps so you can go fix yeah what are they okay top three the biggest one is lead conversion right it's the lead follow-up and conversion with whether it's us individually or as we've grown the team agents it's hard to get agents to prospect and follow up right get it done got it yeah yeah get it done nobody likes to feel like a salesman or most people don't so it's lead follow-up conversion um Number two is just being able to adapt to the ever-changing market, right? And trying to stay ahead of it when you don't know what's coming. That would be number two. And number three is hiring and recruiting, you know, just hiring and recruiting. And I mean, once we get them on the team, I feel like we do a fairly good job at retention and things like that. But if there's ever an issue there, you know, being quick to address it and get the right people in there. I love it. I'm I'm a... Go on the first one just for a second. Lead conversion. All right. We got a gap. We have a problem. I've identified yeah. it. Now I'm, I'm, I'm playing like I'm you right now. Now I'm going to fix it. Okay. Samantha's about to go to work. How do you do it? Like I'm assuming you call a meeting, get your team together and you teach class or how, how does it, how do, how do you fix or, you know, try to improve when it's, when it is, you know, lead conversion. So I've always found I like to go with the team more on like, we're going to address the issue and we're going to talk about it, but I also have to show them the issue, right? Because they don't necessarily believe me, especially when you have agents that are closing seven transactions a month. Some of ours have five to seven impending and I'm going to them saying, Hey, you're, 
your lead conversion's not high enough. They're like, what do you mean? I have seven and pending. And so you have to let them see what you're seeing, right? So it's opening the database, being transparent with them and talking about it, but not in a negative way. It's, hey, here's a gap in the business. Like we're doing amazing here, but we could do better here for our clients, right? At the end of the day, this is all to help our clients. And so it's first letting them see the issue. And then once they see it, we talk about as a team as what the solution is. Because I can sit here all day long. Christy can sit there all day long and map it out for them. But if I map out something that they're unwilling to do, how good is that, that plan that we built? So coming up with that plan together, and then we put some accountability metrics in place that will say, okay, today, for example, you know, right now we're running what's called three, two, one. So you're following up with three people in your current database. You're adding two new people a day to your database, and you're learning one new thing today that's going to help you. And so now we have something we can track. And every day we're coming, we huddle every morning with the team and ask them, okay, you committed to three, two, ones. What did you do? How many leads did you call? How many did you follow up on? Did you convert any? Did you lose any? Uh, that accountability piece is equally as important. Yeah, I love that. So when you talk about the day before, like when you're asking like who are your three, two, and one from the day before mm -hmm. or each morning? Yep, each morning. What time do y'all do that every morning? So we huddle at 10. Yes, we did nine for a long time. In the summers, we moved it to 10. And currently, we're at 10 right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I think that's smart. You know, like, um, I'm an early guy, you know, and I think a lot of early people are going to, you know, maybe not look, look, look down on it. But again, I've been admiring and enjoying watching y'all from afar for a long time. And y'all perform at a super high level. And, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you want to be the hardcore early person doesn't matter i mean who's getting what done during the day and if you're gonna have a culture and a team and you know just okay like i mean a lot of people have other, other things going on families hello kids are what, you know, what they are we know about that right. but if 10 a.m works for your office man like whatever you know, so you're still you're i think having it regardless of the time is more important than not having it and Absolutely. so um, yeah all right one more time how can people get a hold of you if they have any questions for you so they can reach out to me in my email, which is Samantha at ChristyBuckTeam.com. All right. And then the page again, business page. It is on Facebook and Instagram or both Christy Buck Team. There you go. Easy. All right. Before I wrap this up, a couple of questions for you. What's your favorite kind of music, Samantha? Genre, artist, band? Uh, that's a really good question. So I like country, of course. I'm in Texas. But I also like a lot of like pop, hip hop, uh, play that every morning to get the day going. That's a must. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, favorite restaurant in town? And what do you like to eat there? Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite restaurant necessarily, but I'm a huge Hard sushi one. fan. Um, there's a, a sushi restaurant down the road called Michiru's that several of us, we call the OG group on the team. It's the ones that have been here the longest. We meet out there at least once a month and uh, have sushi, hang out, chat, catch up on life. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm a fan of sushi myself. All right. Uh, what's your favorite book? Oh, business wise is called The All's Principle. I actually probably have it behind me over here. It talks about the your thought process, thinking above the line or below the line. And if your thoughts are negative below the line, how you can turn around and be above the line. So that's a fun one. And personally, I like, gosh, I don't know. 
I'm not sure if I have a personal one. I really like a lot of motivational ones, but at the same time, I also like a lot of uh, like the the stories from history. I like reading about things in the past and how they've changed and adapted. Love it. I am the gain and the gap. I was gonna wait till after this, but I'll just tell you now. Check that book out. I wrote yours down. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that one up. They kind of reminded me of that. All right, what's your dream vacation, Samantha? Oh, I want to go to Thailand. I, I will go to Thailand one day. There you go. Dream car? Oh, dream car. That's a really good question. There's so many out there. Uh, Bentleys obviously are amazing, right? But they like crazy. Uh, yeah, maybe one day. I'll set that as a goal. Bentley? Yeah, I would be mad at it. I think of rules there. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, for uh, sure. All right, what about a, uh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm doing her up. That's okay, I said, we can do it. I'll hold you accountable to it. Yeah, there you go. Taylor Smith rolled up in a, in a Bentley and a Rolls Royce. That would be, we're doing something right if, if we pull that one off. Um, all right, what's the best advice you ever got you gave it to you? Oh God, we were just talking about this earlier. Uh, I would say Christy and our business coach is do the hard things first. That's really taught me do the hard things or the right things first in your day. You know, kind of knock self in all the room and I can proceed with my day and feel good about the rest of the day. I know. I love that one. I mean, it's like in the beginning, if you wait till three o'clock to do something, it's going to take you two minutes because sometimes it doesn't even take that long. But yep. seven hours, seven hours from eight in the morning or whatever, all the way to three o'clock, it's just like, it's, 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 it's right there. You know, you're just thinking about it. Yep. Do the hard stuff first. Huge. Well, hey, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. This was fun as always. Um, but there you go, everybody. Disruption Nation, wrapping up a show podcast platform. Please like, follow, share, subscribe. And you know, we have you know, 700 plus videos. I think it's well over 1,000 now. Um, phenomenal content of real good influencers that you can uh, you know, learn a ton from. So anyways, we appreciate, we appreciate your support. And, um, and we drop these um, several times a week, you know, so... Check us out and we'll see you at the next event. And Samantha, thank you so much again. Your host, Taylor Wade Offer. See you next time.